This is Football Social Daily. Welcome to Football Social Daily, the award-winning Premier League podcast. We're doing our halfway point team of the season so far. So who gets into the 11? We'll find out very, very shortly. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast platform and you'll never miss an episode. As tomorrow, with AFCON and the Asia Cup taking place right now, we go through our all-time African and Asian Premier League 11s. But for now, it is time to figure out who on earth gets into our midway point team of the season. My name's Niall and joined as always by Joel Tudor and Marley Anderson. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Still buzzing after our win last night. AFCON. Oh, did Marley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2-0 over South Africa. Screw you, Bifana Bifana. <laughs> I told you guys, Marley is going for gold this season, I'm telling you. We're having it, lads. We're having it. Can you imagine if Marley do actually taste AFCON glory? What the scenes would be unbelievable. Like 50 to 1 at the yeah. start of the so some, Somewhere like that. Tournament. Somewhere like that. We did an episode, didn't we? I'm sure we went through was. the odds and had a look. And I, I remember think they now were, you saying that they were like... They, the 20 to 1 or something. Highest. Yeah, it was higher than that. Well, Namibia were 500 to 1 and they won 2-0 in their did first group stage game. Did you see their second goal, Namibia? So the, the winger... I think he was just, he was wearing number nine, but that could mean anything in Afcon because they all wear weird numbers. <laughs> um, but he was down the wing and he, he skinned his man, but he chopped back onto his right foot, but it was from like 30 yards out. And he put this cross in. And if De Bruyne puts that cross in, you you know, you're waxing lyrical about it for, for days. Put an absolute beauty in. And he headed it in at the far post, and I was like, "Oh, hello!" I wasn't familiar with Namibia's game, but maybe now I am with uh, with crossing like that. It was brilliant. Well, we'll do our Afcon team of all time tomorrow on Football Social Daily. We'll go through the best African players ever to lace up their boots in the Premier League and try and put together a team. But for now, between us, we're going to try and decide our one to eleven and manager for team of the season so far. Before we go any further, lads, and I explain exactly how we're going to put this team together, formation. Let's have a little argument about that. <laughs> what are we going with? Four at the back? Five at the back? What's the I deal? I feel like you have to go with at least four. You just have to, surely. Otherwise, it ends up being so top-heavy. Should we say 4-3-3? Three, three? That seems to be what most people play. Most people play 4-3-3 yeah, we'll three, three, or 4-3-3. Because three, otherwise, three, you end up having to shove in every attacker you can think of. Well, that was a lot easier than I was expecting. 4-3-3, three, three, we're locking that in? Yeah. Although, I, I tried to pick my own team before we, before we started here, and... I ended up going for four four two, so I felt proper Sean Dyche about it. Um, <laughs> just because I named, I, I limited myself. I named one player from every team um, as we did this, so I've I've got that to work off. So there might be I might have some rogue shouts in here, but it is what it is. Well, this is how it's going to work. We're going to add a bit of jeopardy. We're going to try and have a bit of a laugh as we do this. So Marley, Joel, and myself have all come armed with four general knowledge slash football trivia questions. One of us is going to ask a question to the other two and whoever gets the correct answer first will pick that particular position. But you need to answer a general knowledge question correctly in order to make sure you get the choice of player. So this could end up, depending on who gets the most questions right, looking like a very Marley balanced team or a very Joel favoured team. So hopefully that makes some degree of sense. If you don't know what I'm talking about, stick with us and it will become clear as we go through the podcast. I'll go first. I don't mind sacrificing the goalkeeper position to either of you two. So let's go first. And I will ask the first general knowledge question to Marley and to Joel. So buzz in. 
as many times as you want. Just shout out the answer. Whoever gets it first gets to choose. Let's go. I was going to say, I wish there was a little bit of an element of we can choose a player for the other person because if this was the case, Marley's getting Onana. <laughs> I don't think Onana's on any of our lists. Did you see, by the way, <laughs> the he was stranded in Dubai um, trying to get to Afghan because he, he can't even catch a flight. <laughs> well, I heard he got stranded in the Ivory Coast and actually oh, had to Ivory drive Sorry, to yeah. the game 150 miles. And um, then his cousin started ahead of him. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's the most AFCON thing ever. Someone's cousin starting It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We've already seen some mad celebrations. Anyway, we'll leave AFCON till tomorrow. It does bring a smile to your face. Right, team of the season, lads. Let's get stuck into it. Goalkeepers first. Here comes the first general knowledge question. Whoever gets it right first gets to choose the team of the season keeper so far. So, question is, who won the 2004 Ballon d'Or? Fabio Cannavaro. Andrei Shevchenko. Yes, Joel. Well done. Andrei Shevchenko. Excellent guess. AC Milan striker at the time. Did Cannavaro win it in 2006? 2006, yeah, after the World Cup, wasn't it? All right, Joel. So that gives you pick then. Who's going in goal for our team of the season so far? It might have to be the big man who plays in a red team. (laughs) <laughs> some suspect no I'm joking uh, let's go with Alisson he was my original I was going to say pick. if you pick Onana I'm leaving <laughs> it would be a very short podcast uh, I've gone for Alisson in my team anyway so I think I'm quite happy to have Alisson in the team he's been Liverpool's number one goalkeeper for some years now you only need to look at the Premier League table and see how few goals Liverpool have conceded to know that he has been as good as he's ever been this season so far in the Premier League just 18 goals conceded for Liverpool awesome he's awesome okay so Alisson goes in net any contenders maybe I had Vicario on my list who I think's actually been very impressive for Tottenham particularly in terms of the style of play Marley but they have conceded quite a few goals this season Tottenham if we're looking at goals conceded 31 against which is easily the most of any team in the top five yeah um he's been very good um some big saves. I think he looked a little bit flappy at first, but he's he's grown into it. He's only a kid as well. Um, he's you know he's only early twenties, so that will be uh, will be expected. I've wrote my team with one person from every every club or each club, like one person per club. That was stupid. Making up your own rules, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, because I didn't just want to. I didn't want to write Allison because I wanted to put Trent in, for example, if if we get to that point and I get the question right. But so I went for Ariola. Um, from West Ham, <laughs> I think he's been really good. Um, I also had Kaminsky from Luton. Considering the amount of shots he's Kaminsky was my third he's choice. Actually, actually, he's actually quite good, and he's keeping Tim Krull on the bench as well. And Tim Krull, we know, is a you know, solid enough goalkeeper. So well, I'm glad Joel chose Allison because I had him. I also had Vicario, and worst case scenario, Kaminsky was my third pick. So Allison is what we're going for for goalkeeper. Let's move on to right back. Who's asking the question now? Joel, seeing as you picked, do you want to ask the question? Yes, I shall. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a different style one, though. It's going to be a, who am I? So my move to Manchester United was the highest transfer fee paid for a teenager at the time. I was named Premier League Player of the Month in my first month in England. I have scored 45 goals in 136 Premier League appearances. I was signed... By Louis Van Gaal. I started my career at IS Monaco. Oh, is it Martial? Oh, Martial. Finally. Jesus. Finally. Was he 19 when you signed yeah. him? Yeah, what a yeah, waste. 19. Oh, my days. The fact that it's been like seven years or whatever. 
Most Still expensive teenage <laughs> signing as well. So forgettable. So oh, forgettable. Man. What did you say? 45 goals. 45 goals in 136 Premier League appearances. But his goals ratio per minute is one of the highest in the history of the Premier League, which is incredible. But he doesn't ever play, Joe. <laughs> he's, he's an example of how stats can be misleading. Yeah. To be fair, his early years, right. he was electric. I thought his ceiling was going to be super high. And then when Mourinho brought yeah. in uh, Alexis Sanchez... It just literally killed him off. His goal against Liverpool was brilliant. Yeah, um, on his debut. It made Martin well. Tyler nearly have a heart attack in some of the worst, worst commentating I've ever heard. But go on then. So Niall gets to pick right back, doesn't he? Yep. Who's or is, right it, is back? it right back? It's right back, yeah. I think this is a pretty easy one. You mentioned him already. We've got two Liverpool players. See, this is what I wanted to avoid. This is why I picked Ariola in goal. <laughs> well, they're not all going to be Liverpool, are they? Trent Alexander Arnold, I think you have to pick him. Again, Liverpool are sitting top of the league at the moment. Even though he is a right back, we've seen him pop up in midfield and people say that he should convert into a midfielder, Joel. But whether that is, you know, and if you want to go on the average position charts, I'm sure he probably isn't hugging the right flank like you'd see a traditional fullback do. But still, we think of him as a right back. He's definitely revolutionised the way that the right back position is seen in the Premier League in particular. I think he has to go in. I think with the start Liverpool have made, he has to go in. Yeah, he was my pick. I think this season more than any other season I've seen. He's been a difference maker in games, especially in terms of his output, in terms of his goals. I mean, I remember that one against Manchester City where they equalised in a game where City were completely attacking them for a good 70 minutes. And the game against Arsenal as well, where he hit the bar, he's in these positions and you don't necessarily associate a right back with being in these such advanced positions. But I think Klopp is starting to see now the benefits of having him a bit further forward because Liverpool completely kill teams in terms of possession majority of the time so it's almost a bit of a waste of him at right back just sitting there waiting um so yeah 100 i think he's gone up a level this year for sure might be those new predators with the tongue so Trent alexander arnold is going in at right back now it's time for center halves and i believe marley it's your turn to ask the question it is who is newcastle united's number 36 <laughs> what that's the question no idea Longstaff? Yeah, there you go. Joel get it. <laughs> oh my Jeremy God. Sod. You didn't have a what clue. A, what a guess. I can literally see his number there then. Wow. Uh, by the way, most of my questions are Newcastle themed, so uh, really? <laughs> good luck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rule on the questions. <laughs> okay, so we'll go for centre-back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it interesting. I'm just going to stake a claim for someone because I feel like we're all going to be in agreement with the other one. I'm going to go with Van der Ven. Oh. That's who I would have picked anyway. Yeah, and that's only because if we remember the situation at Spurs at the start of the season, he came in for, what, 42 million. I remember all of us on that podcast saying, who? <laughs> How much? Thinking this is every... I Spurs knowingly putting their funds in the right places here. But he came in and he actually reminded me of a, a young Yamba Tongan. Just super solid at the back. It's coming, commanded the line. You know, they've lost a number of really good players in the summer as well. And he's been one of the starlets for them. And when he got injured, I think it was in November time, they completely capitulated at the back. So I think it's, it shows how vital he is. Absolutely agree. Van der Ven would have been my pick anyway. And the reason being is, even though I said when I spoke about Vicario a couple of minutes ago that Tottenham have conceded 31 goals this season, Mickey van der Ven, first 10 games of the season... 10 goals conceded, came off at half-time against Chelsea when they lost 4-1. The half-time score in that game was 1-1. Since then, Tottenham have conceded 21 goals, double and more the amount of goals than when Van de Ven was in the side. He was on my list as well, but I, I 
went for someone else. Well, there's another centre-back still, still to is. pick, and you might get your chance now with this question. How many Premier League titles did Arsene Wenger win? Five? Four. Three. Three. Yes, Marley, three. Just. <laughs> I was just about to start <laughs> counting. Head of <laughs> three Premier League titles for Arsene Wenger, of course, the most famous of which being that invincible season in the early 2000s. So that means Marley Anderson, you get to choose our other centre half. Oh, brilliant. Because um, I... <laughs> I considered Fabian Shah, um, but didn't go for him in the end. Um, I'm torn between to go for the go for the proper one that should be in, or go for the one who was the last pick in my one man per club thing, and I had to try <laughs> to struggle along. Come on, you're batting for both of us here as well. So, <laughs> all right, it's it's Saliba. Um, I put Saliba in from Arsenal. Just think he's been good. Basically, uh, that's a long and short of it. He's good. He's got everything that that you need from a centre back in the modern day. He's good with the ball. He's fast as hell. He's physical, um, and he's slightly better than Jared Branthwaite, who was my other pick. <laughs> <laughs> Branthwaite attracting some mad interest from clubs in Europe actually during this transfer window. I'm not sure whether that's just yeah. agent-led speculation in the papers or whether it's genuine interest. Cumbrian as well, he is. Oh, okay, you're claiming that along with Glenn Murray. <laughs> yeah, he's he's from Carlisle, which is only a short one hour away from where I grew up, but technically <laughs> still Cumbria. So that's like people claiming they're from Manchester when they're from Warrington, which is about 45 minutes no. away. Not as bad as American people claiming they're Irish. When they <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> We're talking about you people from Boston. We know what you're all about. Um, <laughs> William Saliba, you mentioned his statistics there. He's got age on his side as well, hasn't he, Marley? What is he, 22, something like that? Yeah, and he's been he's played quite a lot of football as well for someone of, of that age in terms of, like, he's, he's, like he signed for Arsenal two years ago, went out on loan. Didn't look like he was going get to get trusted, really, but... I think when he came through from, I think it was San Etienne they signed him from, and um, he was, as soon as he was in that Arsenal team, he looked like he'd been there for years. So, yeah, fair enough. He's um, he's Arsenal's long term centre back now. I would say. Just a quick point: no Virgil Van Dijk. I don't. Know, I I think he's good, but I don't even think he's 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 not as good as the two lads we've, we've picked. Well, listen, we've picked Alisson, we've picked Trent Alexander-Arnold. We both agreed on Van de Ven, maybe all three of us, and Marley got to pick Saliba. So I don't think it's like we've omitted Virgil van Dijk and it's a travesty. I just think it's the way that things have fallen. That's the reason this team of the season is going to be interesting, is because of the way that we're putting it all together. Right, we have a chance to complete the defence now with left back. And I'll be honest, I really struggled with this one. Joel, it's over to you to ask the question. Okay. Which player has the most Premier League golden boots? Henri. Correct. Correct. Stake your claim now. Stake your claim. I found this really difficult left back. I must be honest. I was kind of hoping Marley got the question right so he could choose instead of me. That's um, why I was a bit quiet. I couldn't really be bothered. <laughs> it doesn't have to be an out and out left back per se. I mean... Even the well, you're not team. doing a, You're not sticking Fabian Delph out there again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a doggy is what Neville and Carragher picked, and to be fair, I can't really look past a doggy. To be honest, he's definitely involved in games. I'll say that you always see him popping up, and whether that's putting in bad tackles or whether that's getting up and about the edge of the box, you always see him involved in games. So I'll plump for a doggy. So that means we've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mickey Van Der Ven, William Saliba, and Destiny Udogi. 
as our back four. Any arguments with that or any other contenders? Because this was a position I really struggled with, to be honest. Nobody really springs to mind in the way that maybe they would do with other positions. Yeah, because it's usually Robertson, isn't it, that takes that claim at left back. I went for Walker just because, I mean, he is, I think, probably one of the top two, top three fullbacks. But if we're going out and out left backs, I'd probably agree a doggy's been a standout for me. I had a doggy as well. The only other name that came to mind was Mikolenko at Everton, who's been quite good, but quite happy to just let that one go. All right, well, a doggy completes the back four, which means we've got Alisson in goal, Trent Alexander-Arnold and a doggy either side of Van der Ven and Saliba in the heart of defence. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll try and put together our midfield for team of the season so far. Speak to you after this. This is Football Social Daily, the award-winning Premier League podcast. And right now, we're halfway through piecing together our team of the season so far. We'll each get a chance to answer a general knowledge question. Whoever gets the answer right then gets to choose their player of the season in that respective position. We've done the goalkeeper and the back four. It's a 4-3-3 formation, so we're into our three midfielders. And it's time for Marley Anderson. So away you go, Marley. Can I interest you in... Another Newcastle United question. No, you can't. Tough shit. Um, it's really easy, this one. Who did Newcastle United sign Alan Shearer from? Blackburn. There you go. Nice and quick. Jeez, that was so quick. We're doing this on video call. Joel's lips didn't even move. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even process the answer then. <laughs> well done, Joel. So you get to choose our first midfielder. So... I'm doing this on behalf of a few people in the Telegram group who were really annoyed at Carragher and Neville's choices in midfield, and I agree, because there was no Aston Villa players. And so I feel like I have to fly the flag for the villains out there. So I'm going to go for John McGinn. I think he is such an unsung hero this season in terms of what he's done for his club compared to majority of other midfielders. I mean, you look at Aston Villa in the league table at the moment, third in the league, which is so overachieving. And I don't think, I don't think they're as effective without him in midfield. I mean, the way in which he get, he's been, I mean, he's got some vital goals this season for Villa. I think his output's got up massively, but he is just that he's their captain, isn't he? He literally leads them so well. And I think for that, he's been easily one of the standout midfielders for me. But I just don't think he gets the credit because he does the dog work. He's just there and around. He's almost like an advanced Kante in a sense, where he just literally cleans everything up. And he's, he's, he's I think, the starlet in that midfield. So for me, John McGinn. So that moves us on to my question now, which means we have either Marley or Joel picking the next midfielder in the team of the season. So McGinn goes in. Who will go in after this question? Who is the highest scoring Nigerian in Premier League history? Kanu. Yakubu. Yakubu. Oh, oh, he's in there. That's two in two for Joel. Yeah, uh, Kanu is second with 52 goals. Yakubu is top with 95 goals. By far and away, the highest scoring Nigerian in Premier League history. So Joel fed the yak and now he's scored. He's got the chance to pick the next midfielder in our team. I've gone with Declan Rice. I think... When he came in, there was, I think there was a lot of pressure on him considering the amount of money that got paid for him. It was pretty high expectations, but he, again, similar with John McGinn, scored some vital goals for Arsenal this season. I, I distinctively remember the one against Man United in the last minute, 
the one against Luton not long ago where all the Chelsea yeah Chelsea I mean he's scoring vital goals for them and that's what the, he's been brought in for he's, he's actually again his output's increased um, and so for me I think 100% he's been one of the signings of the summer by an absolute mile do you know the biggest compliment I think that I can pay Declan Rice is that I forgot that West Ham sold him in the summer and Arsenal have only had him a few months feels like he's already been there a couple of years and I think that that shows you how quickly he's settled in because it feels like he's been an Arsenal player for well over a year already when actually it's only been, what, six months? So fair play to him. Would you have gone for Rice as well? Uh, I'd have gone for Rodri, but no, I, yeah, I did just pick Rodri over him. Just, I don't know why. I think it's just because of the impact. I think Arsenal can win games a little bit more without Rice, whereas when you take Rodri out of Man City, it looks like they're properly missing something. But I'm OK with Rice going in. I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. We're back again with another... Who am I? I've won back-to-back Premier League titles, but not with the same club. I know who it is already. I've also won the World Cup. Angolo Kante. Yes, he's got it. He's got it. Uh, Rodri. It's got to be Rodri, isn't it? My choice. I think you have to say Rodri. As much as everyone speaks about how good he is, I think you don't always notice him when he's in the team because of the way Manchester City play, because of Haaland scoring goals, because of the creative players they've got that are really elegant to watch. Someone like Phil Foden, for example, you don't really always notice the legwork that Rodri gives the side. And as Marley mentioned a minute ago, when he's missing, becomes a gaping hole. Not that Manchester City aren't capable of replacing him. They absolutely are capable of performing without him, such as the quality of their squad. But I totally agree with what Marley said, which is when he's missing, you notice it a lot more. I had... um again my my one club thing uh, pushed me towards Ross Barkley (laughs) who has been brilliant for Luton genuinely very very good for Luton Um, I can see him if Luton go down I can see him staying in the Prem Um, and if you look at the the lack of centre midfielders playing regularly for England like that are English he's he's up there and he was on a really good run at Nice as well when he was there last season um, on loan Um, so yeah, Ross Barkley for England. <laughs> Are we in 2015 all over again? I don't know. Well, I do wonder whether we'll have any, without sounding like Richard Masters from the Premier League, any smaller clubs. I do wonder if we'll have any players from those respective teams in our 11. Because at the moment, Allison in goal, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Van de Ven, Saliba and Udogi across the back four with Rodri, Rice and McGinn our midfield, which means next up we've got to pick the forward trio and, of course, the manager. We'll do it after this on FSD. We're picking our team of the season so far and we'll stick our completed 11, including manager, in the Telegram group after the podcast is finished. So you can have a look, you can pick it apart, you can debate and discuss and you can join that Telegram group completely for free by clicking the link in the description. It's a good chance to chat with fellow Premier League fans from all over the world. So go and do that. As I mentioned, link to that and indeed all of our other social channels in the description of this podcast. Right, we've picked our goalkeeper, defence and midfield. Now we've got to do our forwards before we go on to finally pick the manager. It's over to me to ask the questions and it's up to Joel and Marley now to try and get this one right to pick the first forward in the team. So, here's the question. In 2012, Manchester City dramatically won the Premier League title by beating Queen's Park Rangers 3-2 on the final day of the season. Can you name any of the QPR scorers that day? Jamie Mackey. 
Well done, Marley. They ended up going on to lose 3-2, that famous Aguero goal. But because you answered Jamie Mackey, Marley, you get to choose Ala Aguero, one of our forward players. So who are you going for? Brilliant. Um, full bias incoming. Anthony Gordon's going in. Thank you no very much. No chance oh are you picking God. Gordon. I am. After oh the stick God. you've given him, you're picking Anthony Gordon. I am. Revisionism at its finest. I don't care. <laughs> Off the left, yeah? Yeah, I, I, just think he's, I just think he's been really good. His stats are... Up there, everyone talks about. Oh, Cole Palmer's in the England squad. He's just he just p- takes penalties. He scored four goals from open play. Anthony Gordon scored seven. Um, assists, counter attacking threat. I think he works hard. He's played every game this season. He played all summer as well, which is probably the reason why he's been good. Uh, so he's going in. So because you can get Jamie Mackey quicker. I'm so looking forward to seeing who misses out because of Anthony Gordon at the end. I'm so looking forward to that. Well, we'll find <laughs> out when you ask your question, Joel. So it's over to you. Can't wait to put Almiron on the other side when I get this right. <laughs> this season, a player equaled a Premier League assist record in a single game where he assisted four goals. Who was the player? Madison. Nope. Assist record, four assists in a game. So first option is Cole Palmer. Bruno Fernandes, Kevin De Bruyne, Jeremy Doku. Doku. Correct. That's right. When Jeremy he just went Doku. on an absolute madness on that oh. uh, left wing. <laughs> Marley. If I see another black and white shirt in our forward line, I'm going to scream. Oh, it's really terrible that I'm about to pick Miguel Almiron on the right wing, isn't it? But, uh, oof. <laughs> I am going to go for... <laughs> Do you know what? Because I've, again, because I've wrote my team oh, but, down. Hang on, wait, sorry, bring that back. That, Why have you written one... your team on the back on. of a f- postage stamp? That is the smallest piece of paper I've ever seen. How have you managed to write a team of 11 players and a manager on that? How small is your handwriting, by the way? Because it's a, it's a <laughs> label. It's a sticky label. And do you know what? why? It's a very boring reason. I'm packing, packing the bag to go to the hospital when the baby's born. And one of the things you should put in it is labels so you can label your baby. I thought milk you were going to say label your baby fridge. to make sure you know it's yours. Stick shoulder. <laughs> baby shoulder, do not touch. Everyone will know which one's Marley's baby. <laughs> be the one in head to, head to toe Newcastle kid. Be the one that looks like Anthony Gordon. <laughs> oh, hope not. <laughs> right, come on then. Are you picking a right winger or a centre forward? Um, I'm picking. I feel like I should pick a right winger, um, but I didn't. No, I'm not, because I think someone else can do the right wing. So my striker is Dom Solanke. Wow. Our okay. team is getting battered. I think there's a little bit of recency bias creeping into that. He's obviously had a good season yes, based off 100%. of the last few weeks, but I personally, and now we're going to do right wing last, Joel, we can't do this. I personally would have picked Oliver Watkins as the centre forward. He doesn't. He doesn't score in big games enough for me. He can't score against the best teams. I don't. But think. Villa wouldn't be second in the table without him or his goals, regardless of whether he scores in the big games or not. We've had half a season without his contribution. Villa would not be anywhere near where they are. That's because Villa are a team. Like, like that's that's one of the things with Villa in it. Like who's their standout player? Like they've had McGinn's been great. Watkins has been great. Kamara's been brilliant in in defensive mid. The centre backs have been good, and Martinez has been good as well. So. It answers our question, any of the other clubs in the Premier League are going to get a look-in with a player in this team of the season. So Solanke goes in at the expense of Watkins, who would have been my pick. Who would you have picked, Joel? He was shaking his head. Who Odin Igalo or someone? Bloody Hoyland. Be better than bloody Gordon. Hoyland for his one goal, two goals. Answer the question, whoever's next. I'll state my claim. Not who, but which club 
did Spurs sign Guglielmo Vicario from? Empoli. No. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> it is. I've been to Empoli as well. Humble brag. But well, it's in Tuscany, we'll isn't it? it? Go on. Got the, tra- got the train to Siena and Empoli was one of the stops. Was it? So I just got off and had a little look around Should for a bit. attention to the football <laughs> team. Not my, mate, whenever I'm in a foreign country, I always just navigate by clubs. Well, oh, these have got a football team. Okay, well, Joel, that means it's over to you, mate, for the final pick of right winger. I'm going to try and save our forward line a little bit to make us a little bit more potent. Um, I've gone for Son. Oh. What do you mean? Oh, after your picks? After oh. your picks? Son, who plays on the left, playing on our right when Mo Salah is not in the team. Son's wow, been playing more. Nah, Son's been, Son's been playing up front a lot of the time this season. I'll tell you what's going on. Someone's put Gordon and Solanke in the team. That's what's going on. Someone's, <laughs> someone's sabotaging us internally. Um, I mean, it goes without saying with Son. I think at the start of the season, when Spurs let go of Harry Kane, we were thinking, who's going to step up to the plate now? Because you can't replace a player of that calibre in the market he's just he's the best isn't he pretty much so for son to now come up with 11 goals two assists in, in the league so far obviously he's gone to, to the uh, asia cup at the moment i think it's just outstanding to be honest last season he had a really poor season after winning the golden boot and i was thinking are we start going to see him decline slightly but the way in which he's filled kane's boots he's become Ange's talisman in that side scored some massive goals for them this season I don't see a reason why he cannot be in there. He's been electric this year. He's almost rolled back the years. Um, so he's going to be our shining light in the attack, boys. I actually don't think Son's been as good as he has been in the past, you know. Which is why I think I've I strayed slightly away from him. Um, but that's because Spurs are a more dangerous outfit as a, as a unit now. Like before it was stop Son and stop Kane. Whereas now... It's like, now it's a bit different. It's like, you've got to stop Son, you've got to stop Madison, Johnson, Kulisevsky. And even though they're all not as good players individually as what they had. Yeah, but when yeah, but Madison got injured pretty prematurely and then Son had to literally lead their line with Richarlison, who was getting mocked by a certain player of Newcastle United on their podcast. And he wasn't... Rightly so. He's crap. Yeah, but that, that, that stakes the claim more so for Son then, doesn't it? He's literally had to almost lead Spurs' line once Madison got injured. So, I mean, it, it, what I love is that the two Premier League top scorers are not even in our team. <laughs> but with the addition of Son on the right side and the absence of Salah and Watkins, etc. in the forward line, that completes our team of the season so far. So, Alisson in goal... Alexander-Arnold, Van de Ven, Saliba and Udogi across the back line with Rodri, Rice and McGinn in behind Son, Solanke and Anthony Gordon. Now all we need to do, I can't believe I just said that, is pick a manager. (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't know if anyone's got any questions left. I don't think they do. Uh, I do. Okay, so Marley, you've got a question left, which means that me and Joel Ready to tee get to you pick up. the manager. And you can Go name on. Paul Heckingbottom as uh, manager of the season. <laughs> uh, how many, obviously it's Newcastle based this one, um, how many years did Mike Ashley own Newcastle United for? 11. No. 14. Yeah. Joel gets it. Um... Do I go for a little cheeky one just because the team's already gone downhill at the end? I was going to go with Unai Emery because, I mean, he is, I think, been probably the biggest standout. But let's 
Let's switch the tide a little bit. We'll go for... We'll go for Sean Dyche. No. <laughs> He's been dealing with a big, heavy blow of that minus 10 this season. Got him out the relegation zone. And now we're going to do 4-4-2 style football. We're going to have two big target men up there. Let's My go God. win the Premier League title, boys. Well, he's in now. He's locked in. You said, Sean Dyche. I'll have to take your answer as final. So our halfway point team of the season here on Football Social Daily, managed by Everton boss Sean Dyche, is Alison Becker of Liverpool in goal, Trent Alexander-Arnold, his Liverpool teammate at right-back, Destiny Adoggi of Spurs is at left-back, with Mickey van der Ven, the new Spurs signing from the summer, and his rival from North London, William Saliba, alongside him in centre-back. Rodri Rice and McGinn are the midfield three. What a season John McGinn and Aston Villa are having, but there are no Villa players in the forward line because Dominic Solanke of Bournemouth leads the attack with Hyung Min Son on the right side and Newcastle's Anthony Gordon on the left. That is our team of the season so far. We'll stick that on social media. We'll stick it in the Telegram group as well. We'll have to explain exactly how we came to the decision of some of these players because it's not the most conventional way to pick a team of the season so far. But you can have your say in that Telegram group, the link to which is in the description. It's free to join, so come and join the conversation after the podcast is finished. You can also click on the links to the social media pages in the description of the podcast as well. Is everyone happy? What I'm going to love is that when this gets posted on socials, people are going to think, do these guys even watch football? <laughs> and they literally picked a name out of a hat. So they have to watch it to understand the context. But I think, I think I've think i saved the forward line, to be honest. I'm just going to say it. And then ruined the entire choice by picking Sean Dyche as the manager. Sean Dyche has got his team. He was on minus 10 <laughs> out of the relegation zone. Imagine what he could do with this talent at his disposal. If Everton had won a couple more matches, if Everton had won a couple more matches over Christmas, or at least up to this point, I think he would have been in with a shout. They won those four in a row, didn't they, after they got 10 points taken off. And then they hit a bit of a wall, lost handsomely to Wolves and a couple of other games as well. They've not picked up points in which they would have expected to, so... Yeah, I mean, Unai Emery, I think, for me, would have been the choice. But it's not up to me. It was up to whoever got the question right, and that was Joel, who picked Sean Dyche. So what do you think? Let us know, as I mentioned. We'll be back again tomorrow doing another 1-11, to this time with the best African and Asian players in the Premier League in history. But that's it from us for now. We'll catch you next time on FSD. Speak to you tomorrow. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network.